There's this thing on. One, two, my shake, one, two. Right. And then the communication, that's your glue. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. I feel like Black Jesus. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story Welcome before. to the Athletic NBA Show. Monday <laughs> on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Point of Hit. No, let me stop by Zach. Let me stop by Zach impersonation. <laughs> we need to keep that in. I do have a take. Here's what happens. Since it's Steph Curry, you have to be chasing him over the screen. So you're going over that guy that you're switching onto, which means when you switch onto him, you're on his back. And all of the Warriors screeners, whether it's Otto Porter or Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole, whoever, are really good at saying, okay, you switch, you're on my back. Boom, dip to the rim, backdoor cut. So you can't just say switch that, 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 switch that. Yeah, but welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention coming up on the show. It's the finals, folks. Plus, Quinn Snyder, maybe trying to get out of there. And who should Kevin Durant be rooting for today? June 2nd. Happy leave the office early day. You have my permission. No matter where you are, you get to leave your office early. Plus, it's the NBA finals. You got to get out of there and get your setup. On this day in 2007, Cleveland Cavaliers punched a ticket to the first ever NBA finals for them with 98-82 victory in game six. Of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Detroit Pistons, a 22-year-old LeBron James led the way. He finished with 20 points, 14 rebounds, which was a game high, 8 assists, which was a game high, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. He played 44 minutes there. I always told my team I'm going to try to do my best to try to bring it home, man. Man, if it weren't for these fans, these fans here, man, this is special. This is very, this is big. This is the biggest thing I've ever done. There's your attention, LeBron James, for the playoffs in the NBA finals, which you will be seeking on Twitter this entire time. Let's get to our contestants in this corner. Metal legend, the kingpin from Beantown who calls it like he sees it and often calls it before he sees it. And sometimes, just sometimes, sees it like he calls it in his heyday. He liked a hot box because he always wanted all the smoke and he is exactly who Omar from The Wire was talking about when he said, come at the king, king, you best not miss. Best he not is the miss. one and only Jay King. Jay! How long of a flight do you need to be on before you purchase $8 Wi-Fi? It has to be across the, the world. $8 Wi-Fi, man. I, I just saved the company $8 so last night. Pocket, yeah. I don't think this people so understand. I was a hero. Six and a half hour flight from, from Boston to San Francisco. And I just had the, the you, free you text actually, message. You actually hurt the company by doing this. You hurt mm-hmm. the company. Yeah. Because you you're worse. work. You're yes. worse because of it. You took a six-hour flight with text messages and free movies. Like, that's not good for your sanity. Your articles off game one might be trash because of it. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. pick Black Mass, which is it's just not a great movie. It's a bad movie. That's a <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I knew it was a bad you movie, just, and like, I chose it anyway. Missing Boston the, the, already? But you why know how, you watching you know how sometimes that? when you're scrolling through movies and one cause to you even though it's not like a great movie and you know you it's know bad it's, but somehow you yeah. still click it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i got a whole podcast <laughs> based off that i've never picked black mass as that movie that called hey, to me zach the best part was he was 
you 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 tweeted in a group chat and you're still doing it. <laughs> He's like, still? I'm five yeah. hours in. I gotta finish. He's on five hours. I'm pot committed right now. <laughs> just ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. What happened? I must have been doing thirty at twenty-five. You know, locked me up for life or something. Hey, why don't you do your fucking job instead of trying to jerk off on us? Pathetic fucking step on my Do your fucking job, Tommy. And in this corner, a shout out to Marcus. He sent me eight dollars. Via Apple Pay. That's for your, that's for your next flight. <laughs> the barrier legend, the stitching to the glove, the parent to the J kid, puts the on B Shaw, writes the hook for Hook Mitchell, puts the ill in Lillard. It's the three-time author of Bay Area and NBA basketball, the creator of the rap group, a scribe called Quest. You can mark us down as all fans of the legend. It's the one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, how much would the Wi-Fi have to cost you before you didn't buy it on a cross-country flight? Uh, it don't matter. I'm not paying. Like, it's all going on the same expense tab. Here's what I'll do on behalf of the company. When you book uh, your flight, you can do all them little add-ons. I'll buy it there. That's when it's cheapest. But if I'm on a flight and it's 50 bucks, then, hey, this is the cost of doing business. Look, I, I just went to I just went to San Francisco this past weekend for a little, a little getaway before the NBA Finals. And on the way back... I was flying Alaska Airline, and on the way back, you know, I was flying, bought maybe. the bought the bought the one way tickets each each way, right? So like, I didn't buy a round trip. I bought one way, and then all right, I'll leave today. I bought a one way back, and it says, "Hey, for like one hundred and sixty dollars extra, you can upgrade to first class." I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Then when I so I bought the ticket, I immediately check in because the flight's like six hours from when I bought it, and it's like, "Would you like to upgrade to first class for twenty bucks?" Yeah, of course, of course I would. Yeah, like it's such a racket. No question. Yeah. Wow. No they question. Try to get you. Thirty seconds earlier, it was one hundred and sixty dollars for first class. Yeah, I, I, it's only I an hour it, flight. But I do it goodness. all. I do it all the time. Hey man, you get this exit seat for eighteen. Book it. Oh, you Company have to have all. to get that exit row. That. You don't have. Status I will buy to get free exit seats. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying if I'm on a different airline, if I got to take somewhere okay, else, and okay. I got to, I'm, I'm taking mm-hmm. it. I will buy Wi-Fi on a 45 minute flight to LA. Like it's <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> you have to. Yeah, you absolutely have to. Jade, start the clock. Take one. It's finals time. It's time to party up. Fellas, we're finally here. The 2022 NBA Finals start tonight as the Golden State Warriors host the Boston Celtics in what many believe will be a series to remember. What also many believe will determine the 2022 NBA champion. Steph, Clay, Dre, and company against Brad Stevens' young upstarts vis-a-vis Ime Udoka, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and a lucky leprechaun not smart. I want to go. The Warriors are making their sixth finals appearance in the past eight seasons. The Boston Celtics, meanwhile, are here for the first time since 2010. Let us not waste any time here, guys. Let's get right to it. Predictions usually come last in a program of this nature. We want to keep you around. We want to tease you like, oh, Jay's going to make a pick. Marcus is going to make a pick. I'm going to make a pick. Fuck that. We're going to drop them right (laughs) off the bat. Marcus, tell me who wins the 2022 NBA Finals and in how many games. A Warriors in five. Wow. Or Celtics in six or Warriors in what? seven. Wait, what? <laughs> Boom. You just took three predictions. Yeah, one of them going to be right. What if they're not? <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> which one do you most prediction. believe in? Which one yeah, which do you one, most I guess, believe yeah, in? Which, that's a great question. Which, which prediction do you believe in the most? It's about 33%. 
belief in each. I, that's not <laughs> helpful at all. That all is, right, here's what, I, here's uh, what I'll do. I'll do the. I'll I do got the, so excited. I got so excited when you came out uh, out of the gate with the Warriors and Five. I was like, "Holy shit!" Here we go. Jay's got to pick on. Celtics in Here four. We like we're gonna. Here's our. Here's our. You know, our hook. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I gotta listen to this clip. I gotta listen to this podcast. I can't believe it. the elitist, the elitist, snobbish Warriors media once again pumping up this team, and then no, uh, then you just threw out like nine other predictions there. It's either Warriors in five or Celtics in six or Warriors in seven. Or if you want to be fair, Celtics in seven. Like those are, those are your options. I don't want to be fair. I want a fucking prediction, Marcus. I don't. Okay. I just gave you four. You should be happy. You should be overjoyed. I I I provided you more than what you asked for. One prediction. Well, you know what? You don't get to dictate the terms of predictions here. Like you don't get to. I'm the host. I get to do whatever I want. You wanted a prediction. I gave you four. Be thankful. That's a this very first wild. world problem. You only once in one. Like I live in the first world. <laughs> what kind of promise you want me to have? I want you to appreciate when somebody <laughs> gives you more than what you even asked for. I live in a world of excess already. I don't this need is, extra predictions. That's not the excess I'm looking for. All of a sudden, you're efficient now. All of a sudden, you're efficient. Give me a prediction, <laughs> Jay. You give me a prediction. Let's go to the kid, the god. Celtics in six. Celtics in six. How about that? I think so. Like it's going to be a totally different challenge for the Celtics than the last two series. They were dealing with Giannis, who doesn't shoot. They were dealing with Jimmy Butler, who doesn't want to shoot. And now all of a sudden, it's Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. Even like that's going to be a shock to the system. Like that is just a totally different problem than they've seen in this playoff run. I could see the Celtics, especially if Robert Williams isn't right. Like that, that would be a big deal in this series. Cause he hobbles around like he did in game seven. I don't think he can survive in this series with, with how gifted the warriors are on the perimeter. So that could go wrong for the Celtics. The warriors could just be, better and more experienced and they've been there before obviously the Celtics haven't and that's kind of how the Celtics are winning there well somebody <laughs> have a the he's basically taking my prediction he's doing the exact same Jesus. thing he's like Celtics in six, six but let me tell you my I words in five Celtics right like <laughs> Celtics in six, but let me explain to you why it's Warriors in five. No, right? Celtics, like, I just beat you to the punch. Celtics That's are it. bigger. They're bigger. They they don't have any defensive weak links. They don't have anybody to target. I think the Warriors, the Warriors do with Jordan Poole. Uh, this is the worst fucking podcasting we've ever done. I disagree. I gave, I gave a real prediction. You guys are giving me heat for no reason. This is worse than you saying you could beat up Floyd Mayweather. I still believe I could. I stood next to that little tiny man in, a, in That's an elevator. Not, it's not the problem that you believe you could, okay? It's that you would say it out loud so emphatically. That's it, the problem. I stood next to him on an elevator. I had to look down three feet just to see the top of his head. I, I absolutely believe there's no chance that man could hurt me. He may beat me in like score-wise, but there's no chance he could hurt me. He would give you one punch to the side and you'd be a done. kidney shot. It's over. <laughs> Marcus, I, I don't even feel good about what going back to you. Do you have, can you narrow down four I of those am, predictions I, to I two? I'm even more convinced that I'm doing this the right way and living right. Like Jay couldn't even, you know, like 
it it could go both ways, right? I I gave you three. If you if you're gonna make me pick one, if you're going to make me, if there is like a proverbial, I'm not using that metaphor. If I am being forced to give a prediction, mm-hmm. yeah, then I'm gonna exercise my freedom to say, screw you. You can't force me to do nothing. I'm a grown man. <laughs> like just, just I make the predictions I want to make and how I want to make them. Okay, you just you gotta live with it. Celtics. How about this? Celtics and five. I don't even know if I believe it, but someone needs to say something here. Somebody's got Celtics and five. <laughs> Would you feel better if I said Warriors at seven? Like the I'd feel better if you answered the question the way it's I supposed to be answered. I gave you three answers. No, 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 no. Warriors in seven is cowardly. No, we're not exactly. doing Warriors exactly. team to win in seven. You're wearing an Allen Iverson. Jay, You're wearing you an say- Allen Iverson gear <laughs> right now. Allen Iverson would be ashamed of you for this gutless nonsense. That was a man who dared to be you've great got- all the time. Jay. You've hey. got a jungle cat on your sweatshirt, and you're being a coward. Jungle cats are not cowards. Uh, Celtics and six. There was no coward stuff. Celtics and six. You don't think a puma is a jungle cat? No, I meant like the puma logo, which is like oh, a very commercialized oh. version of yeah. It's not oh, exactly you, this black is panther. The hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be black. All right, take two. The di- <laughs> I mean, it's a white the panther dynasty. on it. <laughs> oh, that's racist. The <laughs> dynasty versus the debutante. Take two. Lord knows there are numerous storylines flowing from the 2022 NBA Finals. So much riding on another title run for the Warriors. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr, even Andre Iguodala. Meanwhile, history is not necessarily on the side of the Celtics. Simply put, a lack of experience. Pundits, analysts, experts, lend me your ears. Oh, no. And us will try to provide the proverbial keys to victory jade play the tape influence is what creates cultures influence does and cultures are really important in winning the elevation of andrew wiggins during these playoffs from a defensive standpoint particularly the job that he did against luka Doncic. no hold on just just interrupt real quick uh, just so we're clear, Luca shot 51% against Andrew Wiggins when he was the primary defender. Right, I'm keep, fair, keep going, I'm, keep, I'm going, fully, keep going. I'm fully aware of that. I'm, I'm glad you tried to interrupt to make the point. Uh, in my life, the people that have had influence over me have not been the richest, often haven't been the smartest. Maybe it's values. Ask yourself, who's had influence over you? So for me, Skip, and the, def- the defense in which they can play, they can switch one through five. I like Jason Tatum. I like the matchup in which they pre- present um, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I understand the Warriors at home and the Celtics hadn't been very good. You're going to probably need to take care of home court. You say switch that. You've got to switch it. You've got to somehow try to stay in front of them, but you know you're not going to really be able to do that. So the next layer of defense has to be ready for the backdoor cut. And then the layer behind that has to be ready for that layer to help on the backdoor cut. And it's just this chain reaction that happens in two seconds. The thing I wanted to get into with with the finals, though, is these are two teams that they get stupid with the turnovers. Like, just dumb with the turnovers. You know what I mean? I can't believe a team as good as Boston played so dumb down the stretch. Like, literally gave... Miami had a chance to win that series. <laughs> we all get close. I'm about to deconstruct what the scout said and what the coach said okay. anonymously to the athletic, but two of the three insiders right. 
Go Boston, Boston. Yeah. It's time to make a prediction. Andrew Wiggins needs to have a good finals. If the Warriors are going to win this, Wiggins is going to go off. If Wiggins doesn't go off, it's going to be a rough NBA Finals for this Warriors team. I'm going to bet against Wiggins, though, really showing up every night to get it done. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rose. Rose all day. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you know, you know let, let me tell you the beauty thing, beautiful thing about being a professional. This is my 20th consecutive year covering the NBA Finals on television. I can't even see y'all. I, Hannah, I didn't know if you were talking to Amari or if you were talking to me. So, I'm sorry, Steph. Please continue. All right. No, no, no. no. Okay, Jalen, let me ask you a question. Jalen Rose or Rose, as we've come to learn. Fellas, let's drill down and try to get into the mindsets of each coaching staff. Jay, let's start with you. How do you think the Celtics will approach the Warriors in game one? And if the Celtics win tonight, night how did they do it i think they will do a lot of switching they will try to take the warriors rhythm away similar to what the rockets used to do back when they used to switch everything and try to turn the warriors into an iso team as much as possible they'll target steph and try to wear him down defensively whenever jordan's on the pool the jordan pool is on the court they'll be relentless going after him they need to take care of the ball like they've had just weird stretches in a number of playoff games that it's just like are these guys serious right now (laughs) like do they realize this is a a postseason that they need to be locked in they can't afford to not be focused If, if they do that against the Warriors they're in trouble their defense is so big and so versatile that they'll be able to impact the Warriors in ways that not a lot of people do, but also the Warriors are still going to get theirs. I expect an awesome series. Like this should be a really great series. After watching the slugfest that was Boston versus Miami, where just everyone was running on fumes and everyone was just playing disgusting basketball at least half the time, I think this is going to be like a really high-level basketball series. Marcus, how do you think the Warriors will scheme against the Celtics? And if the Warriors win game one... How did they do it? Uh, two ways: get pick up the pace, like get the get the Celtics in transition. That's they, in in March they came out here and they just, I mean, they suffocated the Warriors in the half court. And while the Warriors are a different team, then they still remember how that felt. The answer to that is to not let that team set up defensively. So they got to pick up the pace. Boston plays pretty slow. They want to go half court to half court, even though they're really good when they do get out of transition. So one of the ways is you want Steph Curry's the most dangerous dude in transition. So they want to pick up the pace. They want to push it. Uh, and then they just got to take away threes. Take away threes. I don't think the Warriors will. They've been terrible at taking away threes. But the strategy <laughs> should be to take away threes because without the three-point shot, I don't know if Boston has enough offense. And if you let them get going early, then they, they could steal game one. This is a game where they the Warriors win this game because Boston hasn't been here before. And it's an adjustment for the finals. Like every first time team deals with this. And even if it's just a quarter, that quarter kind of shapes how the game goes. So if, if they're if they start off hot, that's gonna be a bad sign. But if they're struggling, they have, you know, if they're a little bit tired, a little bit kind of in the moment. I think that's how the Warriors get game one. Push them, make them run, and then try to take away the threes, which Boston still can, they can still win without making threes. But when they make threes, it's it's kind of a wrap most times. One of the subplots I'm most interested in seeing is how the Warriors pick on the Celtics non-shooters. Like how 
how much do they lean into letting Derek White shoot, letting Marcus Smart shoot? And and how does that impact Boston? Are those guys going to just settle for threes? Or are they going to use that space to to make plays for other guys? Because when the Celtics handle that well, then their offense, those guys can both pass, they can both play in the seams, they can both hurt you when you try to play them like that. Uh, but we saw it like at the end of game seven, Marcus Smart took five or six shots in a row when the Heat were doubling off him and he was just settling for three after three after three. And and when the Celtics do that, that's that's when they're bad. That That's when they can really look disgusting. That's when opponents can take advantage of them. So I, I think that will be a really important part of this series. How, how can they take advantage of Smart and White and can Smart and White punish them for trying to do that? Yeah, I almost wonder if the... The Celtics have been so entrenched in physical exhaustion, right, between the Heat series and the Bucks series that now, you, Marcus, you get into mental exhaustion against the Warriors, right? Like it's just a different type of – and I don't know – I actually don't know which one's worse. Definitely the mental. Uh, we, we've seen it break down. And, you know, the Steve Kerr's philosophy is always the long game. He's always playing, banking on the long odds. So – you know, they they're they they want to start these actions. <laughs> they want to discombobulate <laughs> because they know mm-hmm. by game six it's like, damn it, like <laughs> I can't I can't not do what I do because if I forget, this is a corner three, this is an open shot, and eventually it just wears on you. And then Boston's been playing seven guys, right? Uh, I do think they'll start the series playing more. I do think you'll see some Peyton Pritchard more. You know, you'll you'll see some guys get in there, but. If they gonna play, if they're gonna play seven guys, now you got tired legs and exhausted minds mm-hmm. trying to like this is what they bank on. This is what they've always done. It's against, against Houston, against Cleveland, all of it. It's like by game six or seven, you'll start to see the breakdown. So I do feel like that's gonna be the underrated factor. What does Boston have left after two seven game series, two grueling physical series? And if they if they pull it off. Man, I think it'll be an incredible feat. I mean, it would be the most. It, it, it would be like gutsy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it would be the most. Ga- yeah. It'll be gangster, man. Because it's crazy to think what what it took for them to get here. Like mm-hmm. just physically, like with the injuries and the you know and the battle, they went through Jimmy Butler and Giannis. Like I know the, those and teams Kevin had injuries, and but they those aren't soft teams. They look like idiots, right? Like yeah, they made yeah. them look so bad, like uh, basketball wise. Those dudes don't like. I don't care. I know they had injuries like Middleton. I get it. But the way they play and the way Jimmy Butler doesn't stop coming at you and Giannis doesn't stop coming at you. That's that's a, a credit to them that they were able to to get through that. So now you got to do it again with like a dude who never stops running. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and they're like, beat up. Too. That would be pretty impressive. They're beat up, too. Like yeah, that, that heat series up, left them yeah. um, in kind of rough shape. Like Robert Williams looks bad by the end of it. Marcus Smart had like three injuries during that series that he was dealing with. Uh, Al Horford played 44 minutes in game seven. He's holding up well physically, but he's 35. You you, you do wonder if that will catch up to him at some point. So I, I do think yeah, it's, it's almost like it's that, almost like he got a massive break last year by being a part of the Thunder and being sent home at the, <laughs> the, the attrition. <laughs> the attrition could be a factor in this series. Especially since they've got to win one of these two, they can't go to Boston down two zero. Yeah, like yeah, 
That's that's the formula for Warriors at five. They're going to win in Boston. You know they're going to get Which one. Which is one of the five predictions you've made about this series. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm Man, yeah. I told you I'm locked in, baby. Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> Cui bono? According to the script, that's Latin for who stands to gain. Specifically, which franchise needs this title more? Will be Joe Lacob's Frisco Warriors, headed up by the suave GM Bob Myers, the thinker Steve Kerr, future Hall of Famers Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Gary Payton II, Otto Porter Jr., Kevon Looney, Juan Toscano Anderson, all those future Hall of Famers right there, or is it finally time? for Boston Basketball Partners LLC headed by managing partner billionaire Wick Rousebeck, boy genius Brad Stevens, Sloan MIT staple Mike Zarin, head coach Ime Udoka, and a little leprechaun not named Peyton Pritchard also. This is a franchise that if you look at basketball history properly if you look at basketball history properly We only count titles since the NBA-ABA merger. So the Celtics have four. Not 17, folks. They have four. Three from Larry Bird, one from Kevin Garnett. The the Bob Cousy slander is never ending. (laughs) You know what? Put his ass in a time machine and bring him to the present day. And if he can shoot 35% from the field, I'm in. Okay? Sunday night, I was dozing as I do. All folks do that a lot at 8.30 at night, and the phone rang, and uh, it was my friend, Bill Russell. Buddy said, Bob, this is Bill Russell. I'm just calling to see how you're doing. I said, Russell, I dropped you a note in a book three years ago. And he said, yes, uh, I got the note, but I haven't read the book. I say, (laughs) outside the locker room, with us, he'd joke, and uh, we had somewhat of a relationship. But for some reason, it probably was me, I guess I was introverted uh, considerably growing up. Maybe that played into my not reaching out to him. My responsibility, as I look back on it, to have reached out more and said, Russ, let's go to a movie this afternoon. Russ, let's go have a beer. What? I didn't do that. And he was, I guess he didn't know how, how to treat this white superstar either. I must have subconsciously a guilt about not doing next Saturday night we're sending you back to the future but until you get that DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour and gun it I'm out on this alright get past Johnny Red Kerr in 1954 and then I'll be impressed Marcus you know what if he hadn't been such a dick about JJ Reddick I, w- I would have been fine with it but he's like some guys who don't have t- some guy, you're right, but I wouldn't be like this. You're right. But he's like some guys who don't have the talent. Like, don't have the talent? Hit a jump shot, Bob Cousy. JJ Reddick's got crazy talent. What are you talking about? You just didn't have Bill Russell to play next to. All right, Marcus, <laughs> who needs this title more? Boston. Uh, wow. Wow. J- j- like, this is year, what, four, five? Uh, I-, I feel like Tatum is on the precipice of something, right? Like he, like this, this dude's a superstar, man. And and he can be there, right? If, if he gets this title, I feel like we were just at a point where we were talking about breaking this up, (laughs) you know, Brad Stevens, like, yo, I'm out. Right. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like they've been building to this and building to this and building to this. And I, I don't think either team like needs it, needs it to where they don't get it. It's done, blow it up. But they've, they've been work. This is the natural trajectory, right? And you can't, you can't just guarantee you'll be there next year. Right. Like, so I do right. feel like from the Warriors perspective, the fact that they proved that they're still like contenders, like I, I think they did. I think they did their part. And they've already got championships, right? Like now it's like Jordan Poole getting experience. They've said, "Yo, we've we've rebuilt this thing, so we'll be in the mix for the next four years, right?" And that was the accomplishment I think that makes it okay. Boston, you just you just don't want to be that team that misses the window, misses the opportunity. Uh, but I I think in the end both will be fine. But you can see a scenario where they don't win a title well, and they don't we, get back in five years. Yeah, because well, we always do this, right? Like, yeah. look at this young core of Boston. They're super impressive. We're like, well, they're going to be around for the next decade. But they were like, young we the six Thunder. years ago, right? Like, <laughs> right. Well, we also did that with the Thunder in 2012. Like, well, don't worry. Yeah. They'll be back. Never come back. Never came back. Right. And so they weren't back. And so, and like LeBron joins the Heat. Oh, my God. The next decade is. Is that well, it was four yeah. years and they won two titles, right? KD joins the Warriors. Oh my God, basketball is ruined. Like, well, it was two titles in three years. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you never know what this stuff. So, Jay, for the Celtics, is this, how important is getting this title here? Not just for the history so they can have five on the books and be close to the Chicago Bulls, but in order to, in order to like establish themselves as like, this wasn't just like, like a good run. This is the start of something special. Legit. All these guys, for the most part, are very young. All of them are under contract for years to come. Their whole nucleus is going to be around for a while. And they found something with Ime Udoka. They found something with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown unlocking themselves as playmakers and lifting up the guys around them. Where it's very important for them to capitalize on now is this supporting cast is deep and it is really good. And Al Horford, especially, who's going to be 36, I think at some point during the finals, he's played at such a high level for them. I don't know if he can stay at this level even next year. And and that if, if he diminishes, if they need to re- replace him in the starting lineup, if they can't rely on him for 44 minutes a night when Robert Williams is in and out of the lineup because he has injury issues pretty regularly, that would be a huge deal. So I... It is one of those deals where you look at them and they're in good shape. They've accomplished a lot. They clearly have changed the direction of their franchise this season. But like you guys said, the the window is never as big as as we think it is. It's always smaller. And and it changes when you get it. Like it literally changes you when you win it, right? Like that's why the words can come back cuz it's always like, "Yo, we've done this." Can you imagine Tatum and Brown with that? Like that's how you keep this thing going, exactly. right? Like so exactly. That's how you. That's how you turn into like, holy shit, the Celtics are here, right? Not like because I'll be honest. Like this is the first time where I've legitimately felt like the Celtics can make the NBA Finals and then win a championship. I didn't feel that way in 2020. Like I didn't believe in them against against the Heat. I didn't believe in them in 2018 in a Game Seven against like no one. No one outside of Boston thought that this team could actually be a contender even though they made it to the conference finals this is the year where it's like damn man the Celtics team is good like this Celtics team is legit you can see it having championship DNA and all that crap like it is legitimized and 
obviously the only way you truly legitimize it is it's by winning a title. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those series where both teams have just kind of made it through a lot, and and I think at the end of yeah. whatever happens in this series, the loser is going to go home knowing, like, a that was a huge opportunity missed, but also they went through a lot, they accomplished a lot. Like the Warriors. To be back in the finals after where they were over the last couple of seasons, and for Clay to be back playing as well as he's playing, and for Draymond to reach the level where he's again the best defender in the world when he's on the court, yeah. and for while podcasting, <laughs> while, while podcasting, <laughs> and, 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 bring, yeah, and bringing the arm behind his back. Duncan Robinson, when Duncan Robinson started podcasting, what happened? That is true. No longer good. Yeah. Most podcasters, yeah. We sl- we slip off. <laughs> Draymond had the best Freudian slip yesterday. He was like, eh, you know, we went um, 15 and filthy. I mean, 15 and 50. <laughs> I was like, nah, you're probably right the nah, first time. Right. It was filthy. It was pretty <laughs> disgusting to watch. Absolutely. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Coming up after the break, Quinn Snyder done in Utah. And who is Kevin Durant rooting for? Back after this. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And, and, and that, that's my hope for them is that they're just able to gain that perspective and understanding of how hard it is and how hard you have to work in order to be great in this league, which I feel like both of those young guys can. And but there's a lot of work that goes into that. And you need to see that level to understand that level and where you need to get. All right. One on Zoom real quick. Ron Kreutzer, go ahead. Raymond, I was wondering if you could offer an example of sort of the word culture gets thrown around a lot and the Warriors culture that Steve has created here. 
Any example of, of how that culture helped you guys get through all the losing of two years ago and get back there as quickly as you have? Uh, I think, I think ultimately just keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is winning. Um, you know, no matter what, when we were getting crushed two years ago, won 15 games, the mindset every day coming in was how can we win? You know, it was never like, oh, well, let's go out here and see if, you know, we're capable of doing this. It was always like, no, speaking from a position of this is how you win, um, doing things from a place of this is how you win, and never really giving into the losing ways that we see around this league often and just like, oh, we lost and that's it and we suck and whatever, on to the next one. Like, we never felt that way. Like, we were 15 and 50. I, 15 and 50. I felt all of those losses. Like, all of them losses bothered me. It was never like, oh, we suck and we just move on and we're going to lose the next one. That was never our mindset. You know, it was always, how can we get better to get back here? And we're back. Take four. No win, Quinn, done in Utah from ESPN. After weeks of conversations with ownership and management, Jazz coach Quinn Snyder's future remains unclear and a possibility exists that he could decide to end his eight-year tenure with the franchise, sources told ESPN. While talks are described as, quote, good faith attempts at a resolution that will keep Snyder, discussions with owner Ryan Smith and CEO of basketball operations Danny Ainge have yet to secure the coach's return for next season, sources said. Essentially... Uh, there's no change in the Quinn Snyder situation right now, and he's still trying to decide if he's going to come back and you know, whether he wants to be there long term. Snyder expressed no interest in discussing open jobs in the marketplace this offseason, sources said, but sitting out a season would certainly leave him as one of the most sought-after candidates in 2023 and beyond. I guess he is not just dying to go rejoin Gordon Hayward in Charlotte. Have you seen the video? I've seen it, yeah. Have you seen the shots of the people in the crowd? Uh, yeah, I've seen some of them, like... Like how, you know, everyone just like cringes a little bit and like they don't want to look. Other players were praying. I've seen, I've seen that too, which is pretty cool to see for sure. I read that your parents were there. Mm-hmm. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Of course, who would want the guy who's at the helm of yet another epic flame out? In the playoffs, as the Jazz were bounced by the Mavs in five games, three of which, Luka wasn't even there. Didn't even play. Just whatever. Jalen Brunson is all of a sudden Tim Hardaway Sr. And who could forget his infamous 19-minute rant about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell being lunch pals. Jade, play the tape the entire 19 minutes. Play it right now. All right, guys. So, as I mentioned, Quinn Snyder the other day went on and you know i've been to some pre-game press conferences in the past and i don't know for me in the past when i've covered sports they've kind of just been like eh, you expect you kind of whatever it's kind of you almost kind of have to do it. at least that's how i was when i was a reporter but this one apparently seemed much more livelier than other ones so apparently he went on and i say apparently because i obviously was not there but i'll, I'll get the floor to you guys in a second uh, a 19 minute 2000 plus word mostly monologue uh, attacking the whole narrative that is all teams like a clutch play. Yes, that uh, Donovan Mitchell and, or excuse me, Donovan Mitchell barely passes it to Rudy Gobert. I'm not going to go through the whole quotes because it's a lot. I know for a lot of our 
probably already read it. Let's have a great it was about Eric's story. That was your story that you wrote about it. You still me, like after reading Eric's story, it was about a great job. To me, I don't know. Maybe it called me cynical, but it kind of comes off a little defensive. Individuals defensive. You're not connected. On the free throw line, how many times are they gonna get a rebound on the foul line? Because we don't make contact and hold these guys. We just go like this. We're skipping a step. Guy goes around us, long rebound they got. We're fine. We're right there. But let's let's put it together right now in the second half with disciplined defense. Okay, everybody's gotta be on the same page to do that. Alright, let's go. Come on, hey, that wasn't a huddle. We got a huddle, man. As much trouble as we have communicating, we got a huddle. Way to work. Way to work. You know, to beat good teams, you got to be able to grind. And it takes a level of mental toughness. Individually, and then the communication, that's your glue. That connects you, and then you become Tiger Tough. Yes, folks, one of the most sought-after candidates of 2023 and beyond indeed. Jay! Can Quinn win with another franchise? Uh, depends what franchise. <laughs> like, not not any of the franchises that need a coach right now. Mm-hmm. Where, where would he go right now and take them to the next I mean, level? It's just Charlotte, right? Is there anybody other than Charlotte that's got an open spot? Yeah, so he ain't taking Charlotte anywhere. That's that's for damn sure. If if, if I were him, I would go home. I would get away from Rudy Gobert. I would get away from Donovan Mitchell. I would get away from the mess that that is unless they are fully committed to changing the roster and committing to Quinn Snyder. Mm -hmm. He has been a very good coach. And what happened this season was not on him. They gave him no perimeter defenders. They have two stars who clearly don't get along. And play like they clearly don't get along. It got to the point where he, <laughs> my man was wearing a bulletproof vest and giving 19 minutes statistical analyses of of how they weren't actually folding in crunch time when they were actually yeah. folding in crunch time. My favorite part of it is still, do they ride to work together? They sit at the same table when they eat sometimes. You know, we don't, you know, I don't know if they ride to practice together. Probably not. No, that's probably too far. Like just him eight miling himself. <laughs> Those motherfuckers would never they, carpool. They, yeah. They sit at the same table when they eat sometimes. They ate together you know, though. Sometimes. You know, I don't know if they ride to practice sometimes. together. Probably. How good a coach is Quinn Snyder though? I mean he's really he's a really good he's a really good coach. I think he's a good yeah. coach. I think he's really good too. I think yeah. he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. He, you know what? I mean, this is like it feels like Snyder is like at the bar, like he left home expecting to go find a new chick, but <laughs> in the end, he going right back home to his wife. <laughs> like, well, we still like we still uh, doing we that vacation that is paid for, so we gotta, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> let's go, let's go give it another run, right? I mean, what else is he gonna do? Like, that's Look, I want to go to Mykonos. You, know, you want to go to money, Mykonos? Get, like, we, you know, eventually he's got to leave the bar and go mm-hmm. home. Like, that's that's. There's there's no other options left. He's got to leave the bar and go home. Uh, and I, I I feel it because there's just what's the scenario 
where Utah gets over the hump. Like where, what could they yeah. possibly do? If they trade where one next of those guys, they probably get they worse. Solve look, it. But look, my thing I'm is, saying, I don't even think it's, it's about thing. getting over the hump. I, yeah. I think it's just the past year was miserable to to be around that team. To they hated each other. They it, legitimately it was, hated each other. But I think part of it is because they know they're not getting over the hump. Right. But look, <laughs> think for, I, not, like part of it is I'm the not realization. The close to the same situation because clearly the Celtics have been in a better spot. But there is a certain point where Donovan Mitchell could just grow up. It clicked, yeah. Right. Like Jason Tatum this year just he grew up. He matured like in season and figured it out. Is Donovan Mitchell capable of that? It probably helps when you're six ten. Right? Like it helps yeah. it helps make well, those those things say, those, those actions a little bit easier <laughs> to figure out. But you know, Donovan Donovan could grow up and and do his part. Yeah, and he needs to change. He needs to look at himself this summer but, and realize he needs to commit also, defensively. He needs to commit to being a better passer. He needs to commit to all that stuff because I think like he's he, committing to a different market. That's what it feels like. He, he, he could look around. Tatum, he could look around Tatum and think just wake it's up everybody either. else's fault. But mm. at the end of the day, a lot of that stuff comes down to if Donovan Mitchell was better, a lot of those issues wouldn't have been nearly as bad. And but but and he's but great. Tatum like he's a great talent. Just, I like watching him play. But he's flawed too. Right. Tatum did just wake up and decide all right, let's get serious. He had a new coach. He had a new voice. It was a new approach. It was a new process. 25-year-olds don't just mature like that. Like, you know, they do need guidance. Yeah. They do need but something. But he, was, he so, was doing the same bullshit to start the season. And then, you know, he was, called him like, out. Marcus so Smart called him out. I was like, all right, I'm I saying. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I mean, if Quinn Snyder's call out works, then, yeah, it could work. But if, if the same voice is calling the you out. fear. And you still dealing with the Rudy. fear that would ripple through that organization if Quinn Snyder publicly called out Donovan Mitchell? That would not go well. It would immediately just the panic set in would not go well. They don't have they don't have the culture for that. Do, do they choose the coach or the player? Player. Player sells tickets. Always. Yeah, absolutely. Thought it might be different in Utah, nah. maybe. Still trying to sell tickets, still trying to sell jerseys, still trying to Get the get whatever you can in terms of uh, plus you know Quinn Snyder gonna welcome everybody to Salt Lake City All Star Weekend. No, it's your you have Donovan Mitchell hopefully as the ambassador for all that. That don't think that that doesn't matter. That absolutely matters in this coming year. <laughs> Another reason to just go home, man. We got a party planned for February. Take five. <laughs> well, I seen it, my brethren. Draymond Green and Kevin Durant made headlines Tuesday when KD called Green's take about Steph Curry facing double teams in the NBA Finals 100% false. Go to Twitter.com for the full exchange. Green accused his former teammate of taking his quote out of context, saying that Durant has to listen to quote full takes and not snippets before chiming in. Draymond, that is not how the internet works. Green appeared on the Colin Cowherd podcast and was asked why Steph has yet to win finals MVP in typical Draymond fashion. He delivered a backhanded compliment to his former teammate. Jade, play the tape. Steph, Steph could have definitely have finals MVPs because Steph has the ball. Like Steph, now, Steph is coming down the court and he's calling sets. And he's like, oh, we got a mismatch with Kevin Durant. We're going to get Kevin Durant the ball every single time. He can hijack the game, and no one's going to say a word. If Steph Curry comes down and he calls for a pick and roll every play, nobody's going to say a word, including Kevin Durant, by the way. Nobody's going to say anything. 
that's not who he is. That's not what he does. And so when, when you watch a game and, and Kevin Durant was absolutely incredible in those finals runs. As you know, you watched it, we all watched it. Kevin Durant was absolutely insane. Steph Curry got double teamed probably seven times the amount that KD did in a, in a given series. Quote from KD back to Draymond. Oh, I seen it, my brethren. I appreciate the compliments, but I disagree with what you said about double teams. That's all. I love the show. I saw some graphic and I have no idea if it's true. I did not fact check this, but it did say in the 2018 finals, Seth Curry faced 40 double teams and KD faced two. Why we're analyzing that in a 2018 sweep of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I have no idea why we're doing that in 2022. We can't be that <laughs> fucking bored as an internet, but here we are. Guys. No. So Marcus, we are. let we me are. ask you, you're friends with Kevin Durant. You guys uh, play pinochle together. Oh, <laughs> Who is oh, wow. he rooting for? I was there at the Letterman interview. I was right there. I was... <laughs> He's rooting for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, well, yeah, that's going to be tough in the finals this year, you know? I don't think I don't think there's a win as far as narratives go. I don't think there's a win in this scenario. Really, not like uh, oh, we lost to the champs at least. Or does that is that I mean, or do people yeah. not think that way? I don't I don't know how that works. I, I guess got, that could be like a well, at least we yeah, got swept by the champions. They got swept there, in the first no round. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, if if the Celtics win, like especially how they would have to win. Tatum's getting the crown, mm-hmm. bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's all off season of Tatum being crowned yeah. like the new generation. Shit, man, you know what even I'm if they like, don't win, it's gonna be like, look, he got through KD, he got through Giannis, I mean, he got through Jimmy. <laughs> like, it's gonna yeah. right. Like, I mean, he this, these are very like next up vibes happening right now, right? So no matter what, like he's going to have to endure an off season and then come back next season, like trying to take back a crown, right? So I don't know if there's a, a real win. Maybe you could say it's probably worse if Steph, you know, now the conversation is, is he top five all right, time, yeah, top right, 10 right. all time, you know, because you know that's what they're mm-hmm. going to do. But in the end, I think he's I think he's just rooting. I do think there's a little bit of KD that's likes poking at this, you know, okay, let's let's rile up the people sure. a little bit. Let's, you he know, what I'm saying? To, and, uh, to rile up the people. He's a big fan of Twitter beef. Yeah, yeah. it's like you guys. I'm about to, I'm about to mess with him. I'm about to get <laughs> Actually, them all forgot, in a bunch. I forgot how Twitter works and how this whole thing works. Luca's still gonna be crowned as the next. It doesn't matter what Tatum does. It's still gonna yeah, be Luca, probably, right? <laughs> probably still gonna be Luca. Uh, but you know he's rooting for Brooklyn. He's got to be rooting. Right, for but Brooklyn. that doesn't apply. That's the only solution. Like that. Like that doesn't. But that's the only solution, though. That's the only victory no. is that he comes back and wins a championship. Marcus that's will it. not answer a question today. Jay, who do you think Kevin Durant is rooting for? Ben Simmons. <laughs> man needs more help. He needs Jay, more help. Jay next year. is my dog, man. Like this is telepathy happening. Zach, you are no match. Spam phone call. I am more interested in answering the spam phone call. He's on, he's on the side. He's podcast. on the side of the court right now. Where he's doing his his off season workouts and he's fucking clapping. He's sitting there. I need you. I need you. And then he's taking a little time off to to tweet at Draymond. And then he's getting back to hyping up. Ben Simmons. That's what he's doing. But seriously, I'm so sick of this podcast. Just not even today, but just in general. I'm like, this is this end of the season can't come fast enough. I want to go back to what Draymond actually said. Now you want to fucking talk about the subject. Now you want to do it. I think that's that's actually interesting. The, The conversation about Stephen Curry 
is so stupid difficult to have it's because not, it, it's not it, here, it, here's the easy part of it he's one of the greatest players we've ever seen he has one of the most insane resumes we'll ever here's see. here's where it's difficult though and what draymond was pointing to so much of his impact is that he's so great off ball. He's such a threat that he attracts more attention than anybody, including Kevin Durant. And, and that's the truth. It may not have been seven times as many double teams, sure. but he was getting doubled more than KD. Well, according to that like, Twitter graphic, the, the Rockets, 20 times. I mean, the Rockets' whole strategy when they were playing against that team was we hope that they go ISO. We hope that Kevin Durant tries to break off the offense and go at us. That's how good they were, that that, mm-hmm. that was their plan. But also, that's the fallback, right? That's like, the hope. That was the hope. It's crazy that that was the hope. But That's how but, crazy that team yeah, was. Yeah, but that's sort of what they were trying to do. But it, it's the the greatness of Steph is in all the other stuff. And, and and that's why sometimes he'll have 17 points and he'll still be by far the best player on the court because he's opening up everything for everybody else. And so I... It's just hard for people to see that who don't really understand. I know this is, but it's also hard to give him credit. And and sometimes you don't want to give him credit for opening up everybody else just by just being there. You know what I mean? Even when he's not great. All you got to do is listen to the people. All you got to do is listen to the people whose task it is to stop them. Listen to Tyron Lue, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they're saying, if you take away one guy, this is the guy. Like that's, I mean, you may, you, you may, I mean, you even if you don't know, just listen team. to them. You may lose that Warriors team if you have KD on the and and you take Steph off. You may still lose to them. It's going to feel a lot different. Yeah, it looks a lot more like traditional basketball different. than what we see now. And look, I the the 2018 NBA Finals MVP is not even what we should be fixing here. He put Matthew. He, I mean, it's he like put Matthew yeah. Delvadova in the hospital in 2015. <laughs> in the literal actually, li- this is not euphemism. Iguodala held Le- LeBron at 36, 18, and eight. <laughs> right, but he shot 39.9 percent for the field. I was like, well, shit, that's enough. Even Andre's like, I don't deserve this. <laughs> that that He'll was one of it. the great like. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the, I mean, but literally, like you're saying this hospital, but like that's not hyperbole. I don't know who was around it. It was not. It's literally, he, literally he was in the, the hospital. hospital. Like, <laughs> he's like on a gurney, leaving the. He left the, the queue in a gurney. <laughs> Steph's like, I got ice water in my veins. He's like, I need fucking fluids. How, Man, how is this not like one this of the great legends right? of NBA history? Like th- these are stories oh, that would be the man. He put this dude in a, a torn quad. <laughs> Step the right. man in the hospital in the height of training. Willis Reed. By the time we hear the story, Willis Reed is out there with like one leg, right, <laughs> and crutches. He came out of the tunnel. <laughs> it was really like a sprained ankle. But by the time we heard the story, it's like, and he had his leg amputated. I'm coughing right now from screaming. I sound better than Belly did at the end of that game in the finals. That <laughs> dude literally. Went to the hospital. I think I've never seen that in my life. And they were still like, Iguodala, you got it. You're the reason they won. And Delhi was getting more credit than Steph at some points of that series. Like they were like, oh man, he's he's Dude, dogging they, him. They, they were building a dome. Him. Remember, they were building a dome, <laughs> Delhi Dome in Australia. They were building. They're gonna name a dome after. <laughs> Wonder what that was. Oh, All right. those were fun That's times. That's gonna do it for this week's point of contention. Don't forget, we got pods all across the Athletic Podcast Network. Warriors plus minus anything is potable. Those are you're going to want to listen to during this NBA finals. No dunks. What did I miss with Michelle Beadle? Plus, you know, down to dunks, glue guys, Sixers beat 
everything there for you. For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Enjoy the start of the NBA Finals and subscribe to The Athletic for crying out loud. And make a prediction. We need to start a GoFundMe for Jay's Wi-Fi. <laughs> He's still in Vegas.